When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Love is love is love. Good afternoon. It is the Lori and Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us. The magic number currently is 16. 16. What does that mean? We have been told that there are only 16 tickets left for Project Down and Dirty, the comedy show. Wonderful Whoa. news. That's it's amazing. sold out at Mystic. Yeah. yeah. 16 tickets Fabulous. left. That's but we also have an Instagram contest. Yeah, we if do. If you want to win some free tickets, a pair of tickets to Project Down and Dirty, um, follow, all you have to do is follow MyTalk1071 on Instagram. Comment below with your favorite uh, talk show host or show. Tag a friend you'd like to bring and like the post. It's that easy. And then... Go ahead and follow Lori and Julia while you're. Well, at and it when you Insta. say your favorite my talk show or host, <laughs> yeah, I, I, go it plays. Yeah, go ahead. Remember where you heard this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Remember the stars. We're so I love hearing that we like them, but we like you too. That's right. We like you too. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bef- all right. We've got. We had a notable, notable woman passed away yes. yesterday that's been around the Twin Cities for 92 years, I believe. Yes, Barbara, Barbara Flanagan. Flanagan. She was 94. She 94. Got, she died peacefully in her rights at home on Monday. We found out about it like late afternoon on Twitter, yep. and we wanted to wait to give her respect to her. And the Star Tribune front page of the paper, for readers, she brought city, city to life. But um, really, I was amazed at... I knew she'd been at the Star Tribune for a long time. A long time. You know, I knew that, but I didn't really uh, realize, like, uh, exactly how long uh, that she did. In 1988, Barbara Flanagan recalled that she wrote house ads, did the company newsletter, did the funnies on WTCN, wrote Dick Cullum's radio show. Wow. (laughs) Did my own women's sports show on radio, and I interviewed people like the championship lady wrestler. And so she um, then joined the Minneapolis Tribune, and she wrote obituaries on the night shift. Okay, then she spent 20 years climbing the newsroom ladder in a very male-dominated profession, covering fires and murders as a general assignment reporter. And then she moved to be the women's editor back in the day when there were morning and afternoon editions of the paper. This star in the morning. And the Tribune. And the newspaper sent Flanagan on 13 overseas assignments. Wow. Her range was astounding in a pre-People magazine era. Um, she 
met every U.S. president between Harry S. Truman and George H.W. Bush, as well as Queen Elizabeth and the Shah of Iran. Wow. She went to the Paris fashion shows. The Academy Awards were on her beat. She interviewed some of the most famous people. Um, and she, remember, she did the signature bold face type in her column. Mm-hmm. She wrote about Cary Grant, the handsomest celebrity she ever met. I believe it. Judy Garland, Rock Hudson, Rosalind Russell, Omar Sharif was here in 1970 for the Winter Carnival. <laughs> and she and, went on a wow. sleigh ride with them. And I think something <laughs> well, else that happened was, that year. I think at the Carlton, at the Carlton um, showroom. What mm-hmm. was it called, Donnie? The celebrity Room. Celebrity Room. I believe there was a bridge tournament, and my grandma Lulu was quite a master's. It would you get master playing? Yeah. She was a master in bridge, and she played at the same table with him. With As Omar, Omar Sharif. Yes. Oh my word! That I mean, is can you imagine? To fame. Um, let's see. She uh, then she in 1965 she went to be a columnist three times a week and switched on and off with Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar's dad, Jim Klobuchar. Right, I forgot. And the formula was an instant hit, and sometimes they riffed on each other right? in each other's columns. She filled more than 3,000 bylines over a 23-year run as a columnist. She had uh, endless curiosity, an Olympic-sized Rolodex, and she used her widely read variety section real estate as 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 a newsprint bully, bully pulpit. She took everything on from well-shoveled sidewalks to my beloved Nicollet Mall and oh, the I year-round wonder. availability of iced tea. Oh. We didn't have it year-round before funny Barbara Flanagan. is that? Yes, and um, uh, Mayor Ryback wrote a really lovely, he, he posted something on Twitter, just an enormous impact on his life. And she also chronicled all the downtown movers and shakers and the business owners, the shopkeepers, restaurateurs, in a way that made the city come to life for mm-hmm. readers. And... Um, and uh, so she said, I was interested in sidewalk cafes, which is the only thing I seem to be remembered for, but that's okay. And it's true. Barbara Flanagan's legacy to the Twin Cities, particularly Minneapolis. And Nicollet Mall. And Nicollet Mall was sidewalk cafes. She uh, first encountered sidewalk cafes in Copenhagen in 1949, only to re- return home and discover that they were banned in Minneapolis. Tell me you're kidding me. No. Really? That finally changed in 1972 when City Council member John DeRoos drafted a sidewalk cafe-friendly ordinance. Um, she also, you know, was very out loud about that some developers are devoted to uglification. Oh. She was very out loud about that. I'd like her to visit around the University of Minnesota, what they've done. Yes, exactly. And at her public retirement party from the paper, almost a thousand people of just her regular readers lined up to get a photo taken with her. Oh. What and, year did she retire from the Well, Star she Tribune? finally retired in 2012. Okay. She kind of had that once a week call yeah. that mm-hmm. she did. So she was still in the late 80s. Yeah, but at my class today, um, uh, Ann Haskell came up to me, and you know that Nicollet Mall. I mean, what a disaster! That all that money and all such a hardship on the restaurants and bars. She she said the irony of Barbara Flanagan passing away on the day that the city of Minneapolis, uh, without telling anybody, got rid of all the sidewalk cafes and all the planters because do you know when they sealed that Nicollet Mall? When they poured the concrete, they never sealed it. Oh, so come on. So it was on. already cracking. Come Can on. Can you imagine what she would say about that? 
Oh, come on. Because it's like a it's too early. It's to put way too early. And cafes. the thing that I noticed in traveling to other cities is I don't understand. I mean, downtown Minneapolis only puts the flowers on Nicollet. Why can't we have them? These were Haskells. These they the local, you know, the They were the local people? Well, people that have yeah. the restaurants did these, you know, they do their own window boxes. And, and they, they just moved. I mean, do you know what she would say about that? Well, first of all, all that's outrageous. I know. So she would be it's just irony of ironies that Another screw up on Nicollet Mall that they didn't seal that, and so unbelievable, unbelievable, all that money that unbelievable. They spent. Anyway, she would write about that, I'm sure. But she, um, it just uh, you know she does, she survived by her uh, children. She's got three kids and and two grandchildren. We're talking and, about Barbara Flanagan. If yeah, you're just joining just, us. There's going to be a big celebration of her life on December 17th. But she, I, I guess, the other thing about her is that she had a wonderful posture because she. Trained as a dancer from 3 to 18, so she never lost that carriage. Listen, oh. that is something mm. that keeps you youthful looking mm-hmm. if you sit up straight. Anyway, so... Uh, she yeah. was really a woman of style. She really I was. I Harmony knows her well. Very much so. She yeah. wrote three books, Minneapolis, The Social and Cultural History of the City, Ovation, A Partnership Between a Great Orchestra and a Great Audience. There was a history of the Minnesota Orchestra on its 75th anniversary and then another book in 97. So um, anyway, uh, so, you know, cheers, Babs, you, you no, know, to a good long life. And thank you for making Sidewalk Cafe's and year-round iced tea available in the Twin Cities. I just and love just that. Writing all these mm-hmm. great columns. I loved reading. Remember, she was like... She was all... Yes. She would just like, whatever. She could write anything she wanted. She had carte blanche. And so the Flanagan memo, which ran to, through 2012, and I think that was like once a month that mm-hmm. she wrote that. But anyway, so... We, what a lovely life. I know it. Yeah. I know it. I'm so... Thanks I, for telling us about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. She just... She, she really... She brought the city to life and... That's and I amazing. recommend some people start working on it again. Again, there you go. Just because downtown, it just needs a kick in the butt and some trees. Yeah, I don't know why the Minneapolis City Council is so, how they have such a difficult time. Yeah. yeah. Why they can't get it together. Okay, listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday, this Blah Tuesday. We want to let you know uh, we are expecting to talk to Judd Apatow at yeah, 3.30. Mm-hmm. He is going to be in town November 7th at the uh, at the Pantages. Yeah, so um, we're really excited to talk to him. And I hope because we pre-promoted it, there isn't any goof up because anytime we do that, it feels like we <laughs> jinx ourselves. Always no. something else yeah, happens. So fingers crossed on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a story we can't get enough of. Last night in LA, it was the premiere of A Star is Born. Donnie has posted the photos. Yeah. And where was it at? It was at the Shrine Auditorium and that was done deliberately uh, by Bradley Cooper, because the Shrine Auditorium is really where Hollywood got started. It's where the first Oscars were, mm-hmm. Emmys were there, Grammys, careers were made and lost at the Shrine Auditorium. And it's a classic, classic space. And that's, space. of course, where the SAG Awards are every year. Yes. And so I am calling this phase two of Operation Get a Star is Born an Oscar. I hope Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are ready because February is still a long way away. Right. And the Oscar train goes on for a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, she looked absolutely stunning last night. Um, uh, Lady Gaga, she was wearing 
Gosh, what was she wearing? Was it an Oscar de la Renta or something? She, it's, it was a couture velvet lame and lace in silver with a dramatic matching cape. And people are saying that it is her an homage to Barbara Streisand, who was in the third uh, remake of, of the, the original. Because uh, she wore a silver dress with at a ma- the Oscar. I think it was at the Grammys. With a choker. Gaga's got a choker on. With with a a cape. Yep. So. She just looks beautiful. I mean, something about Lady Gaga's look. She can transform herself in so many different looks. But it's been old school glamour all the way. And can when she was there. Because that's where the movie premiered. Mm -hmm. Originally, um, she just looks amazing. Yeah. So that's posted. I'm really excited for her career. Uh, I I mean, I saw another little... um, Another little teaser trailer because mm-hmm. when is the movie out? The movie Next... is is going to open on October, October 5th. 5th. Okay, and um, but people can get tickets to go to an earlier one that week if you go to AMC theaters. It's yeah, at, at a couple they're, theaters they're doing it. So I mean, it's a, it, really a Star Is Born is a classic Hollywood story, the mm-hmm. kind of story that Hollywood loves about itself. So when one star rises, another falls. And I'm not giving any spoilers away because it's not a spoiler. It's a story as old as time in Hollywood. Right. They're just changing the genre with Chris Christopherson and yeah. Barbara Streisand. He was a rock and roll star. Yeah. Bradley Cooper is going to be a country music star. There, you can make a you could make a movie about the making of this movie. <laughs> Stars born took a long time. I mean, yeah. it started with uh, Clint Eastwood was going to direct Beyonce. Yeah. And who was the guy? I don't I feel like it was Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper was attached was attached to it. and then Beyonce didn't do it and Clint Eastwood said I'm not good at the I don't want to do this and I think it might have been after his failed movie about Jersey, Jersey, I don't think Jersey so Boys. Jersey Bryce I don't think so I, I don't think that was it I I don't think maybe he lost interest yeah maybe he did and he um, worked with Bradley Cooper on that uh story sniper. about this yeah sniper the story with Chris what's his name the Texas sniper yeah, guy. Yeah, I can't I think of his name. I can't either. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's really just, it, it looks so good. This te- this other trailer that was scenes that I haven't seen from the other two trailers. You know, there's mm-hmm. a few more snippets. And, and Sam Elliott, you know, is playing Bradley Cooper's much older brother. Yes, much older, older brother. Older brother. Okay, yeah. uh, let's listen. Do we have a little song? Is that what we're and going this to And this is Bradley Cooper singing... And he wrote his own music. Okay. Maybe it's time to let the old ways down. Maybe it's time to let the old ways down. Takes a lot to change, man. Hell, it takes a lot to try. You know, man, in the old days. I always knew, like, you were going to do something, that you'd be all right. It's the first time I'm worried about you. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. I do too. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times, I find myself alone. He looks so beautiful with that beard. His blue eyes are something. Mm-hmm. I don't like her styling. I don't like her hair and makeup with this dress. It's a Givenchy. Just getting back to oh, I the superficial. It, I kind of like it, Lori. Do you? You don't really, think it's too heavy-handed? Well, the makeup's heavy-handed, the eyelid, but I like the rest of it. Yeah, right. I really it's do. It's a Givenchy, in case you're wondering. We were looking Givenchy. For, if we were looking for the ID about that. And Bradley Cooper uh, uh, said he... You know, one of the people that's credited with this movie, and he dated Barbara Streisand when he produced this movie back in 1976. Well, right. John, Peters John Peters is in yeah. hot water. Yeah, well, here's here's the deal, is that to get this version of A Star is Born made... They had to use him. They had to get his approval. approval right. Yeah. And so he's attached to the property that goes back as far as 1976. Yeah, he produced the one starring mm-hmm. his girlfriend. And legally... They had to honor a contractual obligation in order to make the film. Wow. He, uh-huh. thought, he thought that far ahead, maybe because it was the third remake, and he knew yeah, one day there'd be man. another one. Yeah. And Peters um, has been um, charged with sexual, um, what are they calling it? He settled a number of lawsuits yes, with women that he harassed at work. Yes. So. Remember when he was the hairdresser? Mm-hmm. That's how Barbara Streisand yes. met him. Yes. And he that- gave her her curly hairdo. Yes. For the main event. Yes. That movie with Ryan, Ryan O'Neill. O'Neil, I know main it. main event. Wasn't extra, John extra. Peters the subject really of shampoo? Yes. Wasn't that about him? Yes. Yes. Okay. Warren Beatty plays Yes, he him. does. Yeah. And yeah. he was this sexy, uh, fantastic hairdresser in Beverly Hills who yeah. did all the stars and slept with all the stars and did everything with the stars. But he is um, he is not listed on the credits anymore. Because um, he didn't show, you know, he wasn't on set. He was just a producer in the name of being a producer. Well, but he will still get paid. Yes, he will. Yeah. Yes. And Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga do not want to ask. They don't want to be asked questions about this. So Mm -mm. when we see the run up to the Oscars, they're not going to answer John Peters questions because they wanted to basically remake the 1976 version, which he did, involving the, you know, the the aging guy movies yeah. or singer. But that's kind of what the theme of them you, all have been. I, yeah, I know, but I mean, closer to that one, there it's like a grandfather class. But they're, believe me, they're not going to answer any more questions. I'm not asking him. him that when we meet him. Okay, let's not do it. We've got Judd Apatow with us next. Yes, we do. Is now trying to submerge. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's happening right now? 
Continuing to trend online this afternoon would be Bill Cosby. The comedian has been sentenced to three to ten years in a Pennsylvania state prison. The judge denying bail for Cosby. He is currently on his way to that Pennsylvania state prison. Also trending online this afternoon, Fantastic Beasts. The final trailer for Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald has arrived with a few big surprises and fans are excited for the film which is set to be released on November 16th. Also trending, Cardi B. She has become the first female rapper to score three number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100 singles charts. And also today, it's National Comic Book Day and National One Hit Wonder Day. That's what... Welcome back, everybody. Classic pre-promotion for Judd Apatow. Um, this will be a chef's surprise when he calls. <laughs> I know. It. We should never say no. he's coming on our show. It's like we jinx it. Well, it just it happens to us all the time. It does. If we, if we are like planners and actually pre-promote something that I notice the morning show does. The morning, Jason is very good at doing very that. Very good at it. And um, you know, but they you, have a half hour more time to fill, and they've got such an early morning. So I would. How long can you too. do the weather? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> wow. So yeah, so I would be doing that all the time, oh, yeah. and I would and just be repeating myself basically every ten minutes because that's what they say. People are just ten minutes at a time. In I the morning. Know, Let's just, give it a couple, then I'll make a call. Well, I think you could call now because it's a short <laughs> okay, time. Bye. Um, well, here's the deal. Is um, I'm all I excited. Good, I tweeted him. I, I said know. we're nervous. Judd Apatow. We're giddy. Forty-year virgin, bridesmaids. His what movies else? have been nominated for Emmys, Grammys, uh, Tonys. Not Tonys. Golden Globe, Academy Award. He is an Emmy winner. So he's coming to show, and he's going back um, doing stand-up comedy after 25 years of kind of being out of the stand-up routine. Well, he's been. He wrote jokes. That, I for mean, a lot of other shows and things. The, Let me just tell you the good news, yeah. Lori. So I went into B. Arthur's office today and I said, we're having him on today. And, you know, I'm thinking maybe we'll get some tips. Yeah. And she said she met with um, the folks from the comedy pe- people, Stevie Ray's comedy people, about our project Down and Dirty, the comedy show. And remember last week she told me it was seven minutes mm-hmm. that I have to do stand up for. And we've been listening to two minutes, two segments. minute segments of it and thought that's a lot of jokes and that's long. Confirmed. It's only three minutes for entry level comics. That's what I thought. I mean, that was re- that was a lot of extra stress. So I'm kind of having a little bit of relief. Yeah, I would say right. I, that never sounded right to me. Oh my seven gosh! Minutes. I'm like, how am I going to fill that? That takes people faint, and I could get up and do it again. Yeah, Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld like works for six months. I told you on getting like five minutes of material. That's why. Right. All right, his meeting is running a little, little bit late. Okay, so maybe we'll talk so. to him at three forty-five. We'll sure. see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. okay. All right. Well, now then, it's we'll see. <laughs> now we'll see. Don't you love it, Jeez. <laughs> We're so. Wow. We'll, we'll have a conversation a with guy. him in our minds. Yeah. If we, but he I, likes us, Lori. He likes us so and much. He's so excited to meet us. Okay. So that's awesome. I got to tell you. So anyway. um, First of all, I, I, I was you last night and I barely got any sleep. I had a sleepless night, which for me is as rare as they come. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Julia knows. She's a sleeper. I am a she sleeper. She can sleep through anything. I, yes. And, you can. and I, I feel blessed because, yeah, you know, it's a I great thing. Didn't sleep. Tossed and turned. Okay. Couldn't get comfortable. All right. Finally realized at 453, 
I'm infected by the book we're reading where the one girl, Eden, can't sleep. How many? I'm up. She's only at like seven days right yeah, now. You can't pro- sleep. It's I'm like, so her insomnia scares the crap out of me. I got, I got, I got her insomnia from reading that book because I read that book till like 1130 <laughs> oh, last you night. you did. Yes. It's, it's so, so good. good. What's the name of it? Mary again? Koopa. Um, Kubika. Kubika, the girl latest. that can't sleep. Yeah, I can't remember. It made the name mistaken of it. identity. Yeah, it's really good. Th- I don't know what the name of it. It's one of these, but she's going to be on our show on Thursday. Yeah. We we'll know pre-promote our, author- it. our no, authors show up. Show up. That's right. <laughs> so, We're and, good with that. So anyway, um, I I uh, I just wanted to watch live last night. Um, just being the you know minor TV critic that I am and I love connoisseur it. of all things Bravo, CW, and ABC Family mm-hmm. or Freeform, mm-hmm. excuse me. So I wanted to see Bravo's new show, Play by Play, hosted by Jerry O'Connell. What's the concept? Okay, so this show they um, it was going to be called Real Men Watch Bravo. Okay. And that was declared by Twitter as being homophobic. Got it. Okay. Even though Bravo is all women. Homophobic is like calling the sky green. It just doesn't make sense. It's far and away the gayest channel on TV. Maybe that and logo. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, anyway, so, so they changed the name and they changed it on it at 10 o'clock. But listen to this. So it is a three episode run. Okay. That's all they gave them? Three. That means la- last night and the next two Monday nights. All right, it- stop talking. Okay. Do oh, we have Judd? Judd Apatow is here. Oh, Judd. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We What's are good. We, we are giddy and nervous and, and excited to talk to you because we're, we're big, big fans of you. So thanks for taking the time to talk to us about your show. Oh, I'm excited to talk to you, and I'm, I'm glad that you're nervous. Yeah, we are, are you nervous. Really? That's not nice. That's <laughs> not nice. We actually have to do a stand-up show here in a week with no training. <laughs> with no training. Oh, no. no. Yeah. So that what? Is, uh, that's going to be painful. I can't lie to you. It's going to be painful. Yeah, because you're going back on the road. So you're going to be here at the Pantages November 7th. There are still tickets available. You're only doing, like, just a handful of Midwest cities. So... We know you started stand-up when you were in high school, when you were 17, and then you writing, and I mean, you're amazing talent, but you haven't gone out and done stand-up. What is making you want to do this? Well, when I was directing uh, Trainwreck, Amy Schumer would go do stand-up all the time, and she seemed to be having so much fun, I just got jealous. Oh. And I thought, I used to do that, and I remember it was fun, and so I started going to the Comedy Cellar in New York. And then I just got into it again. I, I did a Netflix special last year called The Return, which uh, yes, yes. They, just, they just put out on vinyl for you vinyl comedy fans. Nice. And, uh, and so I'm having a great time doing it. You know, when you make movies, you're, you're alone most of the time. It's very solitary. And I, I just miss being uh, with people and you know, getting laughs directly. And not that Seth Rogen getting the laugh. Come right. on. I agree. I <laughs> really. Who, who, Judd, were your comedy influences? Like when you started stand-up in high school, which just seems like just a crazy ballsy thing that a high school kid would do, who were your comedy influences? Well, when I was growing up with the peak of Steve Martin. Okay. Oh, I love so that. Let's get small. He, mm-hmm. he, was, he was the greatest. And then I, I started going to comedy clubs in the high school, and I 
I saw people like Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld in the 80s and Gilbert Gottfried. And then I started doing stand-up in high school and then I worked at the Improv in L.A. and I used to be the, the host. I was the MC. So every night I would see everybody. And, you know, it might be Robin Williams and Paul Reiser and Paula Poundstone. And, and it, it, every night was the greatest hits of the country. Amazing. And it was pretty spectacular. Wasn't that threatening, though, a little bit, to be around all those great people? Or did you find it, like, a challenge? Like, I can be just as funny as they are? I never, ever thought that. Okay. <laughs> I always knew. I always knew that I was there to learn. And on some level, I probably thought, oh, my God, these people are so much better than me. Uh, because I was just a kid. I really didn't have much to talk about right. uh, at the time. That's why I like doing it now, because I'm older and uh, things have happened to me. Right. So, you've, got, you've got a lot. A lot. Well, what would you give? Okay, so if we have to do three minutes next week, I mean, what would your number one comic advice to us be? Well, I would just say, you know, talk about what's really happening to you in life. And usually the more personal you are, the more you okay. share with people, the the more they relate and the funnier it is. I, you know, I talk a lot about my kids. I have a 20-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old daughter, and I think we all know how, uh, oh, yeah. how that can be. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I always say I live with three ages of the same woman. <laughs> That's so true. Because you're married to the beautiful Leslie and lovely Leslie Mann. We love, we love her. Uh, Judd, you have to just promise us this. Julie and I go to one red carpet year. It's the Screen Actor Guild Awards. They put the radio people at the end by the door or sandwich where no one can see us. You just have to promise when you hear the ladies yelling that we're from Minnesota, you'll please come and say hi to us. I, I, I will. I, I, wish, uh, I wish I knew that I would be invited to that event. Well, you're going to be because you're going to get nominated for maybe, maybe you're going to get nominated for the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. What about that? You, you, you never know. You never know. You never know. Okay. So, so you're going to be coming here, and um, we're just curious because, um, you know, Donnie looked up the cities you're going to, and it, are you really just going to four cities, or is this just this leg of your stand-up tour? Uh, well, I wanted to try to get out uh, uh, a little bit, uh, and then uh, I think next year I might do some more. And okay. we said, well, you know, where would be a fun place to go? So, yeah. you know, Minneapolis is... Uh, Always been one of the great comedy towns. Tons of my my friends are from there, like Joel Madison and Sid Youngers and Tom Arnold and mm-hmm. Jeff Cesario. You know, they all started at Dudley Riggs and and uh, Louis Anderson. I, I, Louis Anderson, who I, I see at Largo in Los Angeles, we performed together a bunch. So that's one of the great comedy towns. And then I'm going to go to Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, and Milwaukee. Also, and people can get tickets at judapatow.com slash tour. But uh, I, I love uh, Minneapolis. I was there a year ago. My wife, my wife and, uh, uh, and I went to see the Twins game. Oh. We had the best time. Oh, my gosh. That's a great stadium. It, it is a beautiful, beautiful stadium. Now, we um, just have to, we're, you've done, you're so prolific, you know, with everything that you've been produced from TV and movies and so many good things. And I don't know how long ago it was that you vowed to um, have a penis, remember, in every movie in which you're involved because you like movies that are uplifting and hopeful and you know I like filth. Have you kept that promise? 
You know, I think I did very well you with did. that promise. You did. But then people started copying me, <laughs> and I thought, now this is getting hacky. <laughs> now this is generic. It's not even special. It's not even a special yeah. penis. It's just, now we're... Now it's boring and weird, <laughs> but you know when when no one was doing it, I felt like it was a very it was a very uh, it was a feminist statement in it a way. It was, just, mm-hmm. you know, t- just to say why are men never naked? Never naked, and and, uh, and I remember seeing forgetting Sarah Marshall, and it was just like it was hysterical. So, it was so hysterical. We were like, finally, we finally, could- we were getting some. Male nudity. Yeah. And, you know, we did it in the in the movie Walk Hard, Hard and, uh, and Pop and, Star, and then we did it in Pop Star. Oh, boy. you know, we we were very committed to this. You were, you know. So okay, I think uh, I, I felt like my work is done in that area. I have a question for you, Judd. Um, do you have a favorite, like a favorite movie? Like, what one was just your absolute favorite to work or on that you, that you directed yeah. and you wrote and. Well, I, a lot of them have been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed making Knocked Up because it was an opportunity to put all of my favorite people in one movie. Mm-hmm. So at the time, there were a lot of you know young actors that I had worked with uh, a little bit on TV that I all felt like deserved to be uh, movie stars. And at the time, they weren't. So we had Seth Logan and Martin Starr and James Franco and Jason Siegel and Jonah Hill and Jay Baruchel. So I just, I chucked all of them in there. Yeah. And uh, I think everyone really scored and it was really helpful to them. And uh, and then, you know, working with Paul Rudd and my wife, Leslie, yes. was, was, was really fun. And it was very, you know, very personal. My daughters were in it. So right. I was able to get very expensive home movies by shooting them on film. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know... You didn't mention Catherine Heigl. And Catherine Heigl, who is hilarious, <laughs> even though she, she, I guess, had some issues with the movie, which I still don't understand because no. she's so brilliantly funny in she it. Is. But uh, I assume uh, quietly somewhere she she is uh, is proud. I'm proud of it. Okay, so Jeb, we love following you on Twitter. You're very active politically. I love it. You call a spade a spade. I mean, you just... Take no prisoners. You're so much fun to follow. And I'm wondering who are like two or three people that you love to read what their thoughts are on Twitter? Oh, that's a very good question. Well, I, uh, I'm i a Jake Tapper fan. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like you can't go wrong with Jake, Jake. Tapper's Twitter feed. Right. Andy Richter's got a very aggressive political Twitter feed that I find amusing. And um, I also like... Uh, any uh, feed with adorable videos of animals. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, oh. We all need to heal sometimes. Yes, you know? we so do. We, we, we see the, the ugly stuff, and then we need to see a dog being rescued. That's right. Well, Judd, it has just been a delight to talk to you today. Uh, people can see you November 7th at the Pantages Theater. Uh, Judd Apatow, you're just your darling, and we can't wait to go to the show. Well, I hope that you will actually come. We will. Thank you so well, and much. Good luck on your stand-up. I'm sure it is going to oh. be a, a roaring success or a painful humiliation. Yeah, I, I, it, I, I vote success. Okay, I, I hope so too. <laughs> Thanks, right. Chad. Thank, thank you so All much. Right. All right, listen. We come back. Uh, we're we're gonna get back to the other conversation we had right before we were talking with Judd. Hey, I'm a district in the chat. Hey, hey. 
rumor today that their little argument was about the duet that they were going to be doing. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't uh, believe that at all. That was so fun talking to Judd Apatow. Oh, my he was gosh. darling. Yes, he was. I was freaking out. I mean, <laughs> well, you, bing, 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 bing. I'm like, well, I just had a lot to say to him. Wow. I mean, he's done so much. He has done he's so much. He's done, so he's so prolific. And I really, I think that show would be amazing to see. Yeah, I do too. November, November 7th. 7th at Pantasia's. And um, The Big Sick was his movie. Yeah, I yes. know. And um, I do, I love to follow him on Twitter. I love I like to see what he says almost every day. I have to see what Cher says every day. I, even though he's not an everyday tweeter, my 92-year-old congressman boyfriend from Michigan, John Dingle, <laughs> he's absolutely hysterical. And then also um, I like to see what Stephen King uh, is I tweeting about. Like Just kind of different, four different sorts of... You know, and Albert Brooks, I wish he would tweet more because oh, he was hysterical. hysterical. But he had to take a break from Twitter just getting all worked up about things. Oh. And a maybe, lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he kind of like took a little, a little tiny break from it. Mm-hmm. John Dingle had a heart attack when we were in Vegas last week. Right. I only found out about it yesterday when, to, when I went to his account. Oh, good Lord. So, anyway, but he, he was fun. That would be a good mm-hmm. show. Okay, so getting back to Bravo's play-by-play, play. this three-episode series that's going to be on three Monday nights in a row at 9.30 p.m. Bra- on Bravo. On Bravo. Host- they gave, gave it a three-episode run. That's Jerry O'Connell. Terrible. I took a picture of Jerry. He was so manic and so Botox <laughs> and so dyed his hair and eyebrows were matching. I hope he did the pubes at the same time because it is a rich chestnut brown. And his host... Does he have a host there's with a, him? There's four guys, okay? And it was okay. all this sports stuff everywhere. So it's play-by-play. Play. It's a terrible name. They should have just stuck with uh, Dudes Watch Bravo or something like that because play-by-play play feels so sporty. And right. they had all this sports stuff. And then they had one giant bowl of popcorn, one giant bowl of pretzel, and one giant bowl of potato chips, which nobody So ate. they're trying to just make it so guy-centric on a really a female-centric yeah. network. So there's this ask guy from Esquire, editor-at-large, Dave Holmes, he had, and then uh, comedian Michael Yo. he weighs in on like, like Wendy, you know, yeah, yeah. he works for Us Weekly or something. And then this UFC fighter, Brendan Schaub. Who has a major cauliflower ear? And Casey stopped, and he goes, "Oh, I love that guy. I know him from Seth Rogen's podcast. He's okay. funny as hell." Okay. He goes, "What is this?" And I go, "Well, why don't you just sit down and watch for me? Because I never get Casey to watch anything on Bravo. It's just by oh accident." My. Okay. Wow, what yeah. And so, I mean, two minutes in, he goes, "Pause it," and and I, he goes, "What is this?" <laughs> and I said. <laughs> What are we watching here? These guys are rehashing. Sounds like they're going to rehash the latest episode of Real Housewives of Orange County, which was the week before. So it's not even timely. Right. And they're going to rehash the New York reunion, which ended, I don't know, three weeks ago. So not even, I mean, not timely at all. Okay. We've moved on. Okay. And he goes, no, this can't be real. These four guys, why are they allowing themselves to, what are, and I said, let me just play it a little bit more. <laughs> okay, so then what did they do? So then he wanted, and Brandon Schwab did have something about, like, I think they talked about Southern Charm and never trust a guy with an eye patch or something, and that was okay. kind of funny. But 
Unless he's a pirate. Yeah. So it's maybe now, it's maybe maybe five minutes. And he, Is he so uncomfortable, Casey? So uncomfortable? He just looked at me. He said, I'm revoking all of their man cards. <laughs> he said, this is a disgrace. Did anyone watch it and like it, I wonder? No. It, here's, here's one tweet I read. Okay. Dudes explaining how women act and feel oh. is what we deal with every damn day. Mm-hmm. We don't need a whole show of it. And it was listening to these four guys debating Team Carol or Team Bethany because the whole reunion and the whole last sure. half of the season sure. was those two fighting. Right. It felt... Did anyone did anyone have a good opinion? Was there no, anything I mean, to take from Jerry it? Jerry O'Connell is a Bravo super yeah, fan, like Michael is. Rappaport. Right. But I think just being an occasional guest on Watch What Happens Live is the thing. I have a he feeling... He wants a show so Even bad. Andy Cohen stopped by and seemed... He couldn't believe what was on the air. Probably not, Julia. Probably probably not. I saw very little little positivity about any of this. <laughs> Missed well, the mark, huh? Huh? Yeah. Play by play I, next I, Monday night. I, we should have known that when we when we three episodes. Well, I never knew it was just three episodes. I mean, that's really bad. I'll watch